Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates, and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace, and career development so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode produced in conjunction with the Arizona State University W.P. Carey Business School. And in this episode, we talk to Simone Bayfield, who is a W.P. Carey MBA graduate from the class of 2019, as well as Joey Kimes, who is the executive director of the W.P. Carey Career Services Center. This episode is all about how W.P. Carey really helps their MBA students navigate the career process in order to achieve each individual student's career goals. One of the themes in talking with the folks at WP Carey is this idea that business is personal. And in this episode, we really get into the specifics of how a program like WP Carey supports their MBA students and their own unique personal goals throughout the MBA education process and through both some of the specifics of hearing from Simone's journey to WP Carey, her time at WP Carey, and even beyond now as an MBA graduate, to also hearing from Joey what he and his team do at WP Carey to help their students. I think you'll get a really good look into what it's like to work with a program like WP Carey as you as an MBA student navigate your career. And a really cool aspect of this conversation is that Simone and Joey actually worked together when Simone was an MBA student at WP Carey. And you can definitely tell from how they talk about each other that it was a really great collaborative partnership. So make sure to listen in. And after listening to this episode, if you're interested in learning more about the WP Carey School of Business, check the link in the show notes so you can find out more information and apply today. All right. Well, welcome back to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm so delighted because I have Simone and Joey here with me today. And as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to just dive right in. So I guess just to start, I want to start with you, Simone, because I am I see you first on the screen. So would you just share uh, who you are, where you're located? And then my icebreaker warm-up question for you is something about yourself that we can't find on your LinkedIn profile. Simone, do you want to go first? Yeah, totally. Thanks, Al. All right. Hi, my name is Simone Bayfield. I am located in San Francisco, California. And a new hobby I've picked up since living in the city is West Coast Swing Dancing. I like that one a lot. Uh, Joey, how about you? Same question. Uh, name, where you're located, uh, what you do, and then something about yourself that we can't find on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Oh, so my name is Joey Kimes. I am the executive director of the WP Carey Career Services Center in Tempe, Arizona. So I'm located in Tempe, originally from the Chicagoland area. So I'm enjoying um, watching winter happen from afar at the moment. When, a little bit about what I do, I oversee all aspects of our career team. So our employer engagement team, our suit-facing coaching team, as well as our operations units. Something about me that is not on my LinkedIn profile, I'd have to go with, I'm a, a proud dog dad. I've got a little five-year-old pit. Her name is Marky. And she has me wrapped around her finger like no one's business. But uh, yeah, it's a little, little fun fact about me. I, I love that. And always a big fan of pets. Okay, Simone, I want to start with you. And what I would love to know from you is, so at the MBA Insider Podcast, we're all about really hearing the journeys of MBA alums. And so maybe as a starting point for this conversation, 
What were you doing prior to business school? And why did you choose to get an MBA in the first place? Yeah, great question. I have, I think, a very unique or like non-traditional career path for MBA students. And I've worked in a variety of fields, but what I did the longest and most recently before coming to the MBA program at ASU was I was a hairstylist and makeup artist. I had my own business in Los Angeles where I specialized in really luxury high-end weddings as well as red carpet events and then publications. So things you see in magazines and, and stuff like that. And then why did I choose to get an MBA? Well, I really loved my career. So it was a hard choice to make a pivot. But I was looking at the long-term effects of the career. It's really hard on your body over time. It's not as stable. You're currently on the grind. So I really wanted something that was going to allow me to continue growing my income and my education for a longer period of time, which is why I decided to get my MBA. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your background. And as a follow-up question to you, Simone, when you knew you wanted to get an MBA to take the next step in your career... Did you know what you wanted to do professionally or in your career? Or was that something that was perhaps a little bit more in flux? Or what were you thinking at that point upon applying to business school or even entering ASU about your career aspirations? Yeah, I... It's really funny. I thought going in like, I'm going to specialize in accounting. Like This is a really stable field. If I'm going to give up a career path and a job that I love and something I'm doing, I really want to maximize this and make sure that I'm like always going to have work and I'm always going to be in demand. And so I thought, for sure, I'm going to do accounting, which was, I don't know, it was so ludicrous because I did my undergraduate business degree in marketing. I love marketing. I had worked in marketing before. I had to like market my own business. It very much makes more sense for me to go into marketing, but I had, I don't know, delusional thinking, I guess. And so when I started, I thought it would be accounting. But as you can see for my job title, I ended up in marketing, which is definitely where I should be. Well, that's great. And I know that there was a lot of work that you put in and a lot of thought and intention that went into navigating those choices in order to get to the place that you're in. And we're going to dive deeper about what that looks like a little bit later on. But I want to go over to Joey for a second. And Joey, you have the privilege and the opportunity of not only working with Simone when she was in business school, but many students like Simone. And so in your role, particularly overseeing the career development at ASU, can you talk about how you and your team think strategically about supporting students in their career as they enter in that MBA education and that MBA experience? Yeah. So I did have the privilege to get to work with Simone as her career coach. So before stepping into this role, I coached in the full-time MBA program. And got a real opportunity to get to know Simone and watch her thrive as she went from that pivot from accounting into marketing where she has definitely been able to flourish. Thinking about how my team approaches strategy in the career space, I think the piece that I always come back to is for so many people coming into an MBA program, they're joining because they're looking to do something with their career. Whether it is like Simone talked about and completely pivoting their career to something new, or just wanting to enhance and take the next step forward. MBAs are really about careers and career pivots and career changes. So that allows my team to really focus on what can we do to help students achieve these outcomes? If they're coming here for careers, how do we make sure that they're getting everything that they need to make those goals a reality? The primary strategy that we bring into the mix in working and partnering with students is around our career management model. 
So about three or four years ago, our team revisited how we do our career work and wanting to make sure that we were doing work with students that wasn't just about the transaction of getting a job, but really more focused on how do we build skills with students so that they can be successful for the duration of their careers. And that led us to bring it out into four different pillars, as we call them, that highlight the different aspects of career work. So we look at those pillars, strategy, market research, product development, and then into operations as a way to help students recognize that if we start with the strategy and you look at your career holistically, instead of just jumping into the operations and saying, I need to get my resume updated, the hope is that we can help them to be more competitive when they go to market. We can help them to be confident in the direction they're going and really just to show up as competitive top-tier talent that organizations are wanting to scoop up year over year. Joe, I have a couple other questions for you. But Simone, before I go further, I want to give you a chance just to chime in there, just in terms of... I know that Joey talked about this at a very strategic level of how his team really thinks about serving students. But in terms of you know being able to work hand-in-hand with Joey, did some of what he talked about, did that resonate with you at all in terms of you know you feeling confident or prepared to navigate through... Uh, the job market or in really bringing yourself to market in the best way when you were navigating through that career journey as a student? Yes, definitely. I would say I definitely felt like I was set up for success and that I had a ton of support, specifically coming from such a unique background. It wasn't like the typical case when we were doing things like writing my resume or learning how to do impact stories. It was very nuanced and took a lot of iterations. Even honestly, just for me to like get on board of how to structure my resume because you know things that were very important to me weren't necessarily the things that were going to present me in the best light to employers and so Joey and the whole team there were really instrumental in like walking me through that and being honestly patient with me as I had to kind of figure out and like let go some of these things from things from my past that that I was very prideful in and then showing me how to rework them and validate those skills and say like hey these things are so really important but let's just show them in a way that makes sense for employers and for future companies. And as far as setting you up for like a duration of your career, I would say I really feel that I've benefited from that as well. Not just moving steps in my career of like moving from one title to the next title, but also just navigating everyday work life of like, okay, how are you going to prioritize things? And what skills do you want to show up uh, most prevalent? So Definitely the career services team and then just the entire MBA program as a whole really has helped me to be successful within my career and have a lot of opportunities thus far. Al, can I jump in with one of the things Simone had said? Um, One thing that she had mentioned in there that I totally forgot to say, so thanks Simone for reminding me of this, is this everything that she had said about wanting to make sure that we could talk about how her skills were applicable to employers. Our team really focuses on being market-informed and market-driven so that we can be talent experts, know what employers are looking for, and be able to work with our MBAs to communicate those in ways that are going to resonate with employers versus just what they've done before. I think that's a great approach. And what I appreciate too, to what both of you said, is that the reality of it is, is that when most MBA students enter business school, most likely they're somewhere between the ages of, we'll just say, 25 to 35. And... If we look realistically at what that means for someone's career, the first job out of business school is not going to be their last one. And so being able to take a more strategic and intentional approach to helping them develop the skills, not just to land that first job, but Simone, to your point, for navigating the workplace, as well as what other jobs or maybe even roles that could come the way in the future, 
there is a real opportunity that's there because the, that first job is certainly you know f- for sure important, but it certainly won't be the last time that you might need those career skills. And speaking of those career skills, Joey, I want to go to you for a second. And so I know that one of the themes around the work that you do at ASU and the MBA program or the business program there is this idea that business is personal, right? And you know the one thing that is unique about each student that comes into the program is that their career is uniquely theirs. And I'm just curious to know how you and your team really think about bringing this idea of business being personal to really make it come to life for each individual student. Yeah, it's a great piece to, to talk about a little bit there. With businesses personal, we recognize people think of ASU and think about the massive amount of students that are here and the scale and scope by which a lot of things operate. Within the business school, though, we recognize that business itself and our role in educating the emerging business leaders that are going to land across the globe is really to look at how do we personalize this experience and how do we make every individual feel as though their interests and values are important and seen. So when we look at the work that we do, as I mentioned, the career management model, that first piece is strategy. And so much of what we do as career coaches in that portion of the student's journey is really get to know them and help them think through the skills that they've got and what they value and what experiences they've had before to understand who they are and what they're looking for. Because at the end of the day, the student is going to be most successful if they're pursuing something that they're passionate about. Uh, Simone's a great example of that, like working through those different options that she had in front of her when she landed in the the marketing and brand space, there was clearly an excitement there and that's buy-in. So our team really focuses on on helping to understand who the student is and what they want to pursue and then tailoring the way that we work with that student based on their career goals. So that could mean really leaning into certain types of strategies for engaging with employers. It could mean leaning more networking based on the aspects of their search that are most prevalent at that point in time. But really making sure that that strategy provides a foundation that we can really build upon and personalize as we get more into the self-directed portions of their journey. Simone, I'd be curious to know from you on your side of things, how did you see this idea of business as personal come to life just in your experience at ASU and particularly within the career search? I would say my experience was highly personalized. I very much leveraged all aspects of the career office. Um, I don't very strong personal relationships within the career department. And I not only had the pleasure of working with Joey, but I also worked with another career coach, Sandy, that we had. And so I was able to utilize multiple resources within the career team. I would go there all the time, like just to get coffee, hang out, talk with them, like drop by. And I think that really helped develop the personal relationship that we were already building within just like our one-on-one sessions. they invested so much time in me. When I was within like recruiting season, I would meet with Joey every single day. Like every single day we would go through my stories. Every single day we would go through things. And that's not only to his credit of investing that time in me, but also being someone who was willing to put in that time and work with career services. I don't always think everyone is spending that much time. And if you're gonna invest in yourself and make this whole life change, you should really put your best foot forward. So yeah, I very much leveraged business as personal too, to my advantage. Simone, just to follow up there, and I think that the point you made is spot on just in terms of, I think like it's one of those things, like it's a lot of things in life, right? Of like, it is what you make of it. And clearly you made a lot of it. But as you think about moving from your initial aspiration of thinking about accounting to being in 
you know, brand management. Could you talk a little bit more just about what were the most helpful resources and the, just the, maybe the, the nuts and bolts of how you kind of were able to identify that that was the path for you? It sounds like the, through the coaching that you got from career staff that was really helpful, but were there any other resources that you found that was offered by the Career Center or just at AOC more broadly that really helped you identify, here's where I am, but here's really where I want to go? Because there's oftentimes, you know, people want to see how to get from A to B, but aren't always sure of, of how to get there. So if you could maybe shed a little bit of light of just what that looked like, I think that would be really helpful for listeners to hear about. I think for me, it was mostly the career team that really helped me navigate that. It was just working with them and talking to them. And they could you know, see right away. It was like my personality and who I am and the classes I'm enjoying. And also having a background that leaned heavily on the creative side where marketing really is this mix of, you know, creativity as well as analytics and data and so many other pieces. But once they really got to know me and were talking to me, it was this question of like, is accounting something you even like, want to do? And like, does that seem like the best fit? And they really pushed me to believe in myself and that I could do it and to fight for it if this was something that I wanted. And this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to go and get your MBA. You only do it once, right? You're not going to repeat this process. And so kind of touching on what I was saying earlier is like, you should really go after what you want. If you're making this investment in yourself and stopping your life for two years to come and do this program and transform who you are, then really take advantage of that. And so I think Joey and Sandy specifically really helped me with that by working with me and saying like, what are the fears that are holding you up from going after this? And like, what can we do to overcome those fears? How can we set you best up for success? They connected me with students who already had been in these types of roles so that I could learn from them. I connected within our business school. We had the marketing club and like became very active in the marketing club and worked with them so that I could learn about, you know, case studies and what their internships were like and what the position was like and tried to really just arm myself with as much knowledge as possible. So I would say it was a combination of like my fellow students who were really there to support me, specifically the class above me because they were there to like, you know, I could learn from their experiences since they had already had internships, um, the marketing club, and then career services. And actually one more, I had really phenomenal marketing professors as well that were really supportive and like helping me to talk to people within companies that they had consulted at so I could learn and building new connections. So I feel very fortunate that I was able to have that many people around me supporting me and encouraging me to go after what I wanted. Joey, anything you want to add there or maybe just to broaden even the question, any other programs that you and your team think about or want to highlight in terms of how you really support students as they're really going through that messy middle of trying to identify what that thing is they want to pursue and then to eventually go after it? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things just to call out and give Simone a shout out for is she talked about the role of the marketing club in her journey. And they were so impactful for her in her formation. I think it should also be noted that she went out to lead that organization and to pay that forward to the first years when she was the second year. And I think that those are some of the aspects of our experience here that are really transformative is that students come in in their first year and they invest and then they see everything that's invested in them and they want to be able to pay that forward to whoever's coming next. In terms of your actual question, Al, some of the other stuff that we've got going on that I think is helpful in helping students to continue to move their career goals forward. 
Um, one of the things that we've started recently, um, this is actually after Simone had graduated, we started to do some industry panels pre-MBA. We recognized that there was a lot of kind of nerds coming into a program. We know that the first couple of weeks of any MBA program with orientation and the beginning of classes is a sprint and a sprint with so much information being thrown at students from every direction that we wanted to bring forward that initial piece of exploring what different career paths could look like. So now in the summer, we host virtual industry panels so that our MBAs can see a little bit about what careers look like before the rush of everything else has started. And we invite different alumni to come back and sit on those panels and share a little bit about their experiences and their journeys. Additionally, when thinking about alumni, we also really leverage them in some of our career prep opportunities. We really look at how can we make sure to take what we know as talent professionals and bring as much information and preparation to our students as possible. So we are regularly bringing in alumni from different organizations to talk about what to expect as next steps as they navigate through different portions of hiring processes, as well as looking at what are those things that might help to differentiate them and having those opportunities and those conversations, not just with my team, but with people who have actually successfully navigated through. One of what things I appreciate as both of you are talking is one of my favorite sayings is this idea that your career is a team sport, not an individual one. And that I think really comes apparent and true when you're navigating a career transition, certainly in other places, but I think more than ever when you are going through the career search, right? Because there's so many different people, resources, organizations, mentors, whomever who are playing a role in the way. And what I appreciate about what I'm hearing is that the culture as well as the people at WP Carey really kind of bring that to life, you know, for people in particular like Simone who are going out of their way to take advantage of all the resources that are there. And so I think that is such a really critical component to it for any MBA, aspiring MBA, really thinking about a program that they want to attend. And I think another critical part of that, obviously, is not just the work that you're trying to do, but also the opportunities that are out there. And so, Joey, I know that your office, your team has some folks who are solely focused on those employer relationships and making sure that there are some great employers who are presenting opportunities uh, to your students and vice versa, that your employees are getting great access to talent. Could you talk about some of the things that you and your team are focused on to ensure that you do have some great employers who are coming on campus uh, or engaging with, with students? Yeah. One of the words that you mentioned there, it kind of really grabs a hold of my attention when I'm thinking about our employer engagement team, and that's the access piece. We recognize that there's a lot of employers across the globe who look at ASU and see quantity. And that's something that is awesome at times. It's also something that's a little bit of a challenge at times. So our employer engagement team is really focused on building relationships with our employer partners, becoming those advisory resources to our employer partners to be able to recommend to them how to navigate through the quantity and the vastness of ASU to really get to the quality that they're looking for. That's, I think, the real big strength of our employer engagement team is being able to create access points that are of high value for our employer partners that get to these specific niches of students that they're looking for in terms of their talent requirements. This kind of is a, a really creative way that we're able to partner with businesses to help solve their talent issues proactively and to bring businesses personal to our employer partners as well. When we talk about businesses personal and WP Carry, it's not just for the students or for the staff, but it's for every single stakeholder that touches any element of what we do. So that ability to personalize roadmaps and recommendations for how employers can get MBA talent really allows us to retain those firms and have them come back year over year. So there's a solid base for our 
students to begin to explore and recruit with. One more thing, Joey, just while I have you here on this topic, the other kind of role I see oftentimes, and I think you alluded to it a little bit, is alum. And could you talk a little bit about, uh, it sounds like you're bringing them back for industry panels, which is wonderful and great, but what are the other ways you see that network of alum who are really helping play a role in terms of, again, this idea of that career team and really supporting your students as they navigate through their time in business school? Yeah. We reach out to our alumni for so many things, hence why I'm super excited to be joined by Simone on this conversation today. But I don't necessarily think my team can take all the credit for the alumni wanting to continue to give back and be engaged. And and this is because the program itself has invested so much in what we internally call our net investor mentality. And that's this idea of, kind of as Simone had already talked about, joining this program, there's so much investment that's made into an individual, we want to make sure that individuals are finding ways to invest in others and to pay that forward. So that mentality that started day one by faculty, by different staff that are supporting the program in different ways, that idea of wanting to pay it forward really extends to our alumni space where we have alums that are wanting to come back for mock interviews, wanting to come back to share their experiences and help other students navigate through in structured and unstructured ways. Simone, just to keep beating on this alumni question, just because I think it's such a a great part of this, could you talk about how maybe alum were helpful to you when you were navigating through your own career search when you were an MBA student at ASU? Sure. ASU is a vast school. So there is a wide amount or a large amount of alumni that you can connect with, um, whether that be undergrad or MBA specific or other functions. I would say the way that I leveraged it specifically was I was able to reach out to a few people that had graduated previously to me to be able to talk to them if they were in a position similar to mine and just kind of see like what their career path had been like, um, any advice they had, and just learn from that so that I was able to kind of set myself up for success and then also just learn about the different paths that they took within marketing or brand um, and within the CPG space. So Simone, now that you are in a lab, I'd love to actually talk to you a little bit about your post-MBA experience. What have you been up to and what are you doing now? Sure. I love talking about myself. So I'm happy to talk about (laughs) what my journey has been. Um, So I started immediately out of MBA school. I started with the Clorox company here in Oakland, California. Huge CPG company. Um, they've been around over a hundred years, really well known and respected, and like really a historical pillar of the Bay Area, knowing that they've been here for for over a hundred years. So I started as an AMM, which is what we're lovingly called, which stands for Associate Marketing Manager, and that is within the brand team. I started my career there on Kingsford, which is their the charcoal brand. Clorox surprisingly owns a ton of brands that people don't know about. They only think of like bleach or wipes, but we actually are a health and wellness company and we own so many different things from Burt's Bees to Hidden Valley Ranch to Fresh Step, um, Cat Litter. So there's a ton of different experiences that you can get within Clorox. And again, I was really lucky to start on Kingsford, which is a super fun brand that's all about bringing people together and enjoying great food and making memories around the grill. 
And then that really helped me easily do my rotation, my second year rotation into Hidden Valley Ranch. And most recently, I was promoted to brand manager of Hidden Valley Ranch. And so I'm continuing my career path on the Hidden Valley team and yeah, looking forward to lots of other experiences and um, working on a ton, all of the great, really iconic brands within Clorox. I think that's great. And Simone, I want to bring us back for a second because one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier in the conversation was this idea that a lot of those career skills that you learn when you're navigating through the MBA experience are not just valuable when you're going through business school and looking for that first job, but valuable to, I think, to you said in your everyday work. And so I'm curious, you know, now that you've made a couple moves and have grown in your career since graduating from WP Carey, what are maybe one or two of those, either those skills or those lessons that you learned you know, about really navigating your career when you were at WP Carey that you think have been valuable to you as you've navigated uh, in your time now as a brand manager? Yeah, I think I have a couple things that stand out that answers your question directly, but then also kind of tangentially, which is specifically within the career services team. And I think how that has helped me move and then now move up within my career has been um, when you're preparing for these like interviews and knowing that you're going in and you have to put your best foot forward and like those impact stories that I was referencing before, that is such a useful skill because now I have to go and present to our senior leadership team all the time. And I have to build a case and make a case of like why they should take a recommendation that I have and, you know, spend X amount of dollars or make this pivot. And having the experience and feeling really confident of being able to go and do like those impact and star stories, I can somewhat replicate that format. And it helped me develop this confidence within myself that I can now bring into those senior leadership meetings. So that's the career like services aspect of it. And then as far as within ASU and my MBA experiences as a whole, I think really learning that the value of your experiences and the variety and breadth of those, how they can really set you up for long-term success. And within ASU, because we're able to touch so many different things and many of the students do like a dual concentration you're able to see how different functions operate together and how they're like so crucial to success. And so I would say that's really helped me now because I work with my cross-functional teams all of the time. I have to lead without authority a lot of times. And so those are all skills that I learned within ASU that really helped me to be a strong performer. Joey, I want to go over to you for a second as you reflect back on what some of Simone's just said. Is this part of the master plan in terms of how you want students to really experience and what you hope for them to get out of their time at McCary, in addition to obviously landing the career that they want? Yeah. Simone is a perfect example of what we we hope our students are able to accomplish. To be able to take everything they learned from our office and from the faculty and from every experience that they have and put those pieces together to not just land a job, but to make it a career and make it something that she's able to grow in and develop. And I think that that's something that I'm so excited and proud to see of everything that Simone has accomplished. And I know that this is not the last we'll hear of, of all of her continued endeavors within the Clorox company. I think that her journey is a really good example of the partnership that we look for here. And really just being able to say, the career team can bring in 100% to what we're able to do. But at the end of the day, we can't make someone do certain things or convince them of why this is the direction that they need to go in. 
We just look for that partnership to have the student bring in the motivation. We've got the content, we've got the direction and the guidance that will help them to be successful. And if students can bring that motivation and that drive to want to dig in, I'm very confident that so many others will continue to have the same sort of successes like Simone has. So before we close out here, I would love to maybe end on some advice. And I want to start maybe with Simone. So Simone, the listeners of this podcast, many of them are aspiring MBAs. So they're at a point in their career where they're thinking that an MBA might be the next step for them. What advice might you have for those aspiring MBAs that are out there, especially those who might be considering a school like WP Carey? I would say go for it. Like Definitely do it. Education is never a bad thing. A saying that I grew up with in my household was like, you know, your education is something that no one can ever take away from you. And being able to continue to expand that and the, the more that you're able to arm yourself with knowledge, the better you are. You can use an MBA in a million different ways. Whether that is going after a specific career field, you can go into a thousand different directions. You can open your own business. It's so vast the amount of opportunities that it unlocks for you. And not only just within this kind of typical like corporate America job, but just in general, you learn so much about how to set yourself up for success in a variety of situations, whether that be, again, like you want to start your own business or you want to start a podcast or you want to do a new career path. Like so many of those skills you're going to learn and you're just going to have such a large breadth of knowledge that I would say there's really truly no downside to it. You're going to meet great people, probably build lifelong connections. You're going to learn a ton. And then yeah, you get to have also these lifelong resources as well from the alumni network and then from the career team. Like You can go back anytime and talk to them and meet with them and get help. And that's just something that you wouldn't have without this program. And then specifically for ASU, I think we have some really amazing faculty that truly, really care about you and build in-depth relationships. We have one teacher that like every day we'd have to start and say like, turn to everyone and say, thank you for helping me learn and grow. And it was like so cheesy, but it was such a great way to start class. And then like, you really truly have to thank these people. Everyone is sharing their own experiences and everyone is investing their time in themselves and in each other. It's such a unique experience. Sorry, I'm, I'm going on a tangent, but there's really truly no downside. And beyond the faculty, obviously, the excellent career staff is really helpful in helping you determine what your real, your true kind of path is, and then helping you make a plan to get there and achieve that. Joey, how about on your end? Any closing advice for aspiring MBAs and or anything else that you'd just like to add on top of what Simone had mentioned? Yeah, I completely agree with everything that Simone had said. And I think when I think about advice for aspiring MBAs, my piece is, is to really consider business to be a team sport. And I think that that's one of the things that ASU and WP Carrier are trying to bring to life with businesses personal. And a lot of the ways that we deliver this experience is that no matter what you decide to do with your MBA within the business field, almost none of it is going to be in a silo and individual and just you doing your own thing. So the experience that WP Carry has created is really one that invests in that community experience of being able to, as Simone was saying, rely on others and learn from others and challenge others in professional ways so that everyone is able to grow and accomplish their goals and reach their dreams. And I think that 
if that's what someone's looking for, wanting to be in a community of like-minded individuals who are going to be there for this journey and grow with them and challenge them to grow in ways that they had never expected or anticipated, I think WPCary is a great place to consider and a phenomenal place to really become a whole new person through the full-time MBA program. All right. Awesome. That was great. So thank you. I appreciate you making time. I hope that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's a fun talking to Joey and you, Al. You're great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.